Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That is a beautiful sight right behind me, isn't it? That's a beautiful sight. Thank you very much. And a very big hello, Wisconsin. We've been very good together. Hardworking American patriots. 47 days from now, we're going to win Wisconsin. And we're going to win four more years in the White House. This is the most important election in the history of our country. I feel that way so strongly. So do you. Joe Biden devoted his entire career to offshoring Wisconsin jobs, outsourcing your factories, throwing open your borders, dragging us into endless, ridiculous foreign wars, and surrendering your children's future to China. You know what he's been doing? I just see he's up there tonight getting softball questions from Anderson Cooper. They don't ask me questions like that. And the audience isn't quite like this. Do you see what is on it? They've got cars. They've like cars in a pocket. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And CNN is going, oh, this is so beautiful. It's not beautiful. They have cars in a parking lot. What a deal, I'll tell you, what a deal. Biden supported every disastrous global sellout for half a century, including a NAFTA, China. You take a look at China's entry into the World Trade Organization and TPP. He supported them all. Biden surrendered your jobs to China, and you know that. I probably wouldn't be here if it weren't for that. It was one of the big things, one of the big reasons I decided to say to my great wife, our first lady, let's go have some fun. Let's go have some fun. And she's done a great job and very popular, and the family is all over the place, all over the country. But unlike Joe, who let you down when he never even came back to Milwaukee to apologize or just to pay respects, I came to Wisconsin, and I've been here a lot since since we started this, a lot. And you've been a tremendous beneficiary of what I've done, and I have too, because you've been with me, you've supported me, and we've had great victories together, all victories, so I want to thank you. But now, Biden wants to surrender our country to the violent left-wing mob. You see what's happening. If Biden wins, very simple, China wins. If Biden wins, the mob wins. If Biden wins, the rioters, anarchists, arsonists, and flag burners, they win. And we're not into flag burners. We don't like flag burners. I'd like to say, pass a law one year in jail, you start burning flags, we put you in jail for a year. We should do that. They would have done that. It's a different world, I guess, but it's sort of coming back to the way we have to have it because we're for law and order. They say, don't use that term, it's too tough. No, everybody wants law and order. Minorities want law and order. Everybody wants law and order. They have to have it. I'm running for the re-election and a very important re-election to bring jobs and factories back, and that's a continuation because I don't know if you know it, 
The single greatest year Wisconsin has ever had was last year. The second best year that Wisconsin has ever had was the year before. And guess what the third was the year before that? And you're going to have your best year economically next year. It's all heading in that direction. Despite the pandemic given to us by China. But we want to put the violent criminals behind bars and we have to ensure the future belongs to America, not to China, not to other very terrible forces out there. Because if we win, very simply, America wins. And that's what we want. We want this great country to win. Over the last three and a half years, we've secured America's borders, fixed the disastrous trade deals. They have been the worst ever. Not even, it was not even, when I looked at these, I studied them, and I used to talk about them. They had to be bad. When I started studying, I said, who are the people that made these deals? Grossly incompetent people. Brought back our manufacturing jobs, rebuilt the awesome power of the U.S. military, and obliterated the ISIS caliphate. We obliterated it. Obama was not able to do it. He wasn't able to come close. It was just announced that in 2019, before the virus came in from China, we grew median income by a record of $4,400 in just one year, achieving the highest median income in U.S. history. That's in the history of our country. In the first three years, we lifted 6.6 .6 million people out of poverty, the largest poverty reduction of any president in the history of our country. That's not bad. And I didn't even make these numbers up. These are numbers that they sound good to me. We built the greatest economy in the history of the world. This is the greatest economy in the history of the world. Then the, then the virus came in, we closed it down, we saved millions and millions of lives. We'd be at two and a half million, two million, three million, a number that would not be sustainable, would not be acceptable, a horrible number. There shouldn't have been one person that died. It should have been stopped at China. They stopped it for their country. But it came out to us, to Europe, to the rest of the world, 188 countries. We will deliver a safe and effective vaccine before the end of the year. And it could be very, very soon. You've been seeing what's going on. Could be very, very soon. <laughs> could be. Uh, it's amazing how all of a sudden they hate the vaccine. When they thought it couldn't be done, they said, well, the UK's got to get a vaccine. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're looking like it's going to be very close. We're doing great. We're doing great with vaccines and therapeutics from Disavir, all sorts of other things that are bringing the rates down, like at numbers that nobody can believe. But we have three vaccines right now. They're in the final stage, clinical trials. We worked it for the FDA, where they approved it fast. They went very fast, very quick, at levels that nobody else could have ever achieved, no other administration. Certainly the last one, because the last one was grossly incompetent. In fact, that's why I'm here. Because if it was good, I wouldn't have run. If they did their job, I wouldn't have run. I was very happy in my other life.
I was very happy, but I'm very happy in this life, more happy because nobody has produced in three and a half years, the first three and a half years, nobody has done what we have been able to do. Nobody. So we'll defeat the virus, and next year will be truly, I think, from an economic standpoint and from other standpoints, maybe the best year of all. Hard to believe we're going so fast. The numbers have been incredible. We've had employment numbers the best ever. We've had retail sales numbers the best ever. You see them all, they come out every day. And our stock market is, for the most part, at a new high. And if people have 401ks, if you want to have your 401k go down, like to depression levels, I think you should vote for Sleepy Joe because he's going to raise your interest rates. He'll be raising your interest rates. You know, I watch him, though. He's denying all this stuff. You know, everything that he said, he's now denying. He said no fracking, right? There will be no fracking during the... He didn't know what fracking was, but he said there's no fracking. The reason is because everybody else, all of the radical left candidates up there, they couldn't get too far left. So Joe agreed. Then he gets the nomination. Now they're all angry. You know that crazy Bernie, all of the left Democrats, they don't want to vote for him anymore because he made promises. And now all of a sudden, he forgot that he said no fracking. He said, well, now we can do some fracking. But you know, remember this in politics. It's always the thing that they say first. That's what they're going to do. No guns, no religion, no energy, no oil. Remember that. Remember, he put Beto in charge of his gun policy, right? Beto, crazy Beto. Remember when Beto went out, he said, I was born for this. And that's when it all came down. As soon as I heard that, anybody said they were born for this? It doesn't play well. But he's in charge of the Second Amendment. And you won't have a Second Amendment. Frankly, you wouldn't have a Second Amendment if I didn't get elected. It would have been obliterated. It would have been torn up. Maybe it would have been totally knocked out. But there's tremendous pressure on your Second Amendment. As long as I'm here, you'll always have a Second Amendment. But I, I want to just say, you know, uh, they do disinformation. They make up a phony story and then they go with it. They make up a totally phony story. It's, a it's called disinformation. And one of the things, oh, what they did, the worst of all was the soldiers, because nobody loves our soldiers like I do. And they made up a phony deal. And that's why I say the gloves are off, because, you know, when they do that, that's worse than what I'm going to talk to you about. That's Big Ten. You know, we got it back, right? We got Big Ten. But the soldier story about standing over the graves, you know the one I'm talking about. Then they do a commercial, and I said, the good news about that is the gloves are off. I can now call him grossly incompetent. The man is incompetent. He's been there for 47 years. He didn't do a thing. Now, all of a sudden, in years where he was never considered smart, but now he's really not considered smart. And now all of a sudden, he's going to do what he never did in 47 years. He's going to do this and that and everything that I'm doing, everything that we're doing. But I want to congratulate the Big Ten Conference on yesterday's announcement that the fall season will start very soon. Oh, I hope your team does well after all that. Huh? I hope that team does well. 
But I especially want to thank a football legend. He was great. Wisconsin's own Barry Alvarez. He was great. Good. Got to be careful when you do that. You know, a lot of times you don't like people too much. They say, oh, we don't. but he's a good man. We worked with him. We worked with a whole group, including the commissioner of the league, did a very, very good job. Did a very good job. But we called them. And the reason is that they would, took an ad. In other words, another one, disinformation. They took an ad saying I was against football. I'm the one that said they shouldn't close. But I said that, you know, if they close, they close. But then they took an ad saying I'm the one I didn't want it. I wanted it closed. So then I said, well, no, I don't. I want it open. Let me call up the commissioner. We called up the commissioner. And he was great. He said, you really think so? And bottom line, we worked very hard. Lots of calls to lots of different states, lots of people. We dealt with the players, the parents of the players who are really the boss. That's okay. I won't say that. But these are players that have a shot at the NFL. They have a shot at pro football. We want the NFL to proudly stand when they sing our national anthem. Right? Or their ratings are going to continue to go down like they did last weekend, down 27 percent. Because people don't want that. You know what? We have enough politics, right? We have politics here. We have politics all over. In fact, sometimes I have to turn it off. I'm just, I can't do it anymore. I can't watch me. It's always, I can't watch me. I can't watch. But no, we have enough politics. We don't want to watch now on Sunday. Oh, here we go again with the politics. Let them play football. Let them stand and salute or put your hand on your heart and be proud of our country and be proud of our great American flag. And then go home to the mansion and have a good time, take a nice sauna. And then if you want, after you recover, you come out and you go and you do your thing, whatever the thing may be. But people don't want to see it, and the ratings are down. Here we go again. You know, I thought we taught them that lesson two years ago. Didn't we think? I thought we taught that lesson. But Biden would absolutely eradicate your state's economy. I know this state very well. It's one of the reasons I made the great deal with Canada and Mexico, but Canada, because they were taking advantage of you so badly on your dairy products. You know, you had a 287% tariff on your dairy products with Canada. People don't realize Canada is one of the toughest negotiators and they treated your state and this country very unfairly until I came along. Very, very unfairly. Did you know that? 287, but I saw some farmers and this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. They had something called specialty milk. Does anybody know what that is, right? You know. A lot of people, it's a small little grouping of milks, specialty milk. But this was the final straw. And I met some people, and Canada finally did it to them like they did it to everybody else. And they raised the tariffs massively. They made it impossible. They tried to take over that business, too, along with all of the other dairy products, where it was just massive and horrible what they did. And that really got me going. The little specialty milk, specialty products, a small portion, but you know what? That was it. And we have a great deal. The USMCA is a great deal, and I'm very honored to have done it. But it was all because of specialty milk and the way you were taken advantage of by Canada. You know, they have the wonderful, oh, Canada. We love to hear the song, right? But let me tell you, they are very tough, and they've taken advantage of our country for many, many years. 
And I will tell you this, they're not so happy now, but at least they got a deal. But you're happy, and it's about time you were happy. You now have a great deal, and you're not going to have your companies leaving for Mexico anymore or Canada. And you're not going to have them make your product in Mexico or Canada, send it over here with no tariff, with no tax, where we lose tax, we lose jobs, we lose our companies, we lose everything. And they make a lot of money selling the product to us, same product. So we're not doing that stuff anymore. There's a tremendous disincentive. It's called, like, let's not do it. And you haven't seen that lately. You haven't seen too many companies leaving, have you? It's sort of an amazing thing. It's a little bit like what we did with the statues. So on the statues, they were knocking them down three or four months ago. I said, do we have any laws? No. But there was a very old law. I said, what was it? You get 10 years in jail, 10 years in prison. They actually use the word prison, which is a tough word. You get 10 years in prison if you knock down a statue or a monument. I said, let me see that law. I want to see that law. Right, Glenn, right? I want to see that law. Where's Duffy? Is he there too? Oh, look at the guy. He's climbing trees tomorrow. Ah, and Rachel. Oh, Rachel. He was a good climber. You think he could uh, climb up a tree faster than me? Ah, I think so. So I just want to tell you, so what we've done in a very, very short period of time is what nobody thought. And we came in and we did it and we did it for you and we did it for everybody. We did it for our country, but we wouldn't have a country left. What was happening to our country, how we were taking advantage. Now we have to get four more years to cement it and to do additional things, including tax cuts. They're going to raise your taxes. They're going to raise your taxes very substantially. We're cutting your taxes. We got you the biggest tax cut in history. And we're going down lower. It's called growth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So big tax cuts, big regulation cuts. The Democrats, they want to, Democrats, they want to just really break us down in terms of our competitive ability to compete with other nations. Do you notice what's happening with Japan? Do you know what, notice what's happening? We have taken billions and billions of dollars in from China. We charge them a fortune. In fact, many farmers in this group, because you got to love Trump. I gave you $28 billion, right? Thank you very much, China, right? You were targeted. $12 billion, Sonny Perdue, Secretary of Agriculture. I said, Sonny, how much have they been hit for, targeted for? Remember when China said, we're not going to do anything, we're not buying, we're, you know, they thought they were going to put pressure on us. Sonny said, sir, $12 billion the year before last, and last year was 16, total of $28 billion. We took 28 billion out of the tariffs. China never paid us 10 cents, not 10 cents with Obama and Biden. And in all fairness, with no president, they paid us nothing. They pay, of t they pay us now tens of billions of dollars. I took a small portion of it. I added it up, 16 and 12, 28. And I said, $28 billion is going to the farmers. Did everybody get that money? Right? You had a very good year. You know, the farmers have had a very good year. Last week, 
China ordered. And you have to understand, I view China differently now than I did six months ago. We made a great trade deal, but I view it differently because I don't know if I can ever view it the same. But last week, they know how I feel, and they're very smart. So instead of saying, we're not going to do business, which would have been okay with me, we would have worked it out somehow. You would have been very successful, the farmers. But last week, they had the largest order of corn. Did you know this? In the history of our country. Did anyone know this? The farmers? From China. Thank you very much. The largest order of soybeans in the history of our country. And one of the largest cattle orders in the history of our country. Because they're very smart. Somebody else would have said, well, let's not do business. And then it would have been easy for me. But they gave us so much. I have every farmer calling up saying, please, do me a favor. We love this. We love this. This is a great deal. It's a great deal, but we feel differently about it, don't we? We just feel differently about it. I don't talk about it like I used to. I talked about it. It was great. And it turned out to be a great deal. But I don't talk about it the same way. At no time before has there been a clearer choice between two parties, two visions, two philosophies, or two agendas for the future than these two parties. You got law and order on one side, and you have chaos on the other. On November 3rd, Wisconsin will decide whether we will quickly return to record prosperity or whether we will allow Biden and the Democrats to impose a $4 trillion tax hike, ban American energy, confiscate your guns, which is what they want to do, shut down the economy, destroy the suburbs. You know, they were destroying our suburbs. You know that, right? I don't know if somebody said, you're just doing okay in the suburbs. I said, how can I do okay? I saved the suburbs. What I've done is save the suburbs. And you know, this, I don't have to go into it, but I saved the suburbs. I think the suburbs, you know that last time, four years ago, oh, he's not going to do well with women. I did great with women. They said, what well, a big thing. Remember that? Election year. He won't do well. This will be a very short. Not doing well with women. I did great. They said at the end of the night, after they announced I won, they said, what happened? Well, he did very well with women. I don't know how it happened there. They said he did very well with African-American community. He did very well with Hispanics. They said he did very well with everything. We kicked their ass. That was a... No, but... Was that one of the greatest evenings ever, remember? And remember all the fake news? Look at all the, oh, lie, that's a lie. Whoa. That's a lot of people back there. Look at that, the red lights are on. Don't worry, I won't say anything bad about you, CNN. Because as soon as I see, as soon as I'm getting ready to say something about fake news, etc., etc., the lights start going off. So I'm not going to say, whoop, one just went off at it. You can tell by the lights. They got that little beautiful red light. You see it? But I won't say anything bad about it. But they are fakers. And you remember when they remember when they were saying that the polls are terrible? Actually, these polls are very good compared. That was so bad. It was like, why did anybody vote? They're called suppression polls. They make them so bad that you lose all your appetite. You lose all your spirit. They take your guts out and you don't go and vote. And your wife looks at you and said, darling, I love that guy, but he's not going to win. He doesn't have a chance because the polls, he's down 10, he's down 20, he's down 50 points, darling. He can't possibly win. Let's go have dinner and then we'll come home and watch his concession speech. 
But my people didn't buy that because my people went out to vote. And instead, we watched her concession speech. I was, uh, Crooked Hillary, that was a real piece of work. Remember when she was saying, will you accept the decision of the voters? Will you accept that decision? And I didn't, you know, I wasn't perfect. I said, I'll see how it works out. I mean, I should have said, yes, I will, but yet I couldn't do that because I know how crooked she is, right? Would you, would you accept the decision? And, you know, and then the, the anchor said to me like, well, will you accept? You know, they're coming after me. I said, you're supposed to be going after her a little bit too. Did you ever see debates where you had all of the anchors plus the candidates against me? And here we sit. Is that Air Force One? Yes, that's Air Force One. How did that happen? No, we had a, a, a lot of times I'd say to the anchor, I'd say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't fair. I mean, I'm watching what they're doing with Biden, where he's using teleprompters. Move it up, move it up. I can't see. I can't see. He's shot. He's shot. No. President Xi of China is not shot. Putin is not shot. Kim Jong-un, remember, we're supposed to be in a war with him. What happened to the war? We're not, uh, no, it seems to be good. Did you see the Middle East uh, two days ago? Remember our incompetent negotiator, John Kerry? He never got up to walk. The guy's getting beaten on every point. I say, walk, walk, get up and leave the table. You're giving up. They'd say, we want this. He'd say, well, I'd rather not. We want this. Okay, you got it. We want that. You got it. We want that. Say no and walk. They'll probably, possibly call you back. And if they don't, that's okay, too. But right now, I will tell you, Iran, if we win, Iran will be calling us within the first week. They're dying to make a deal. GDP down 27%. They don't have too much money for terror anymore. It's actually amazing. Do you notice what's going on? Now, I don't want to speak too loud. But I did put out on social media the other day that if they hit us in any way, any form, written instructions already done, we're going to hit them 1,000 times harder than we've ever hit them before. So hopefully they will just come and we'll make a deal and they'll go back to being a rich country. Let them go be back and be rich. But they cannot have a nuclear weapon. They cannot. That deal was so bad that Obama made. 150 billion. They got 150 billion dollars for nothing. You know, the deal is practically, if I didn't terminate it, which I'm proud to have done, but if I didn't terminate it, and they got 1.8 billion in cash, how about that? If I didn't terminate that stupid deal, first of all, you wouldn't have the deal in the Middle East, and all these countries are joining. It's happening fast. They're all wanted. They want to all join. We did it, you know, the reverse. We did it the reverse. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, it's Thank you very much. I knew I liked you. You know, so the Nobel Peace Prize. So the funny thing, a lot of people don't know it because the fake news doesn't write about it. So if you're a president, right, 
And you are nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. You're the United States. No, but think of this. That's a big deal. I mean, Obama got it, like, in his first couple of weeks, and he, nobody knew why he got it, including him. Remember, he couldn't tell you why. He had no idea. To this day, he has no idea why he got it. But if you're a president and you get nominated, then two days later, you get nominated. Did you know this? A second time for a different deal. Kosovo. Serbia. They've been killing each other for hundreds of years. I stopped a lot of death, and I did it like easy. It wasn't hard for me. It's sort of a natural thing to do. But we did a good thing. But you know what? They did a check. So I got nominated twice for the Nobel Peace Prize. That's a big deal. I don't know. I should have gotten nominated seven times because we did a lot of other things. But these are for two different deals. And not one mention was made on the evening news. Think of it. Now, when Obama got it, it was headlines, headlines. Our president just got the Nobel Peace Prize. He was just nominated, headlines. Like his first little while, he got it. And to this day, and frankly, he did a lousy job. He was a lousy president. He really was. And his vice president, I'll tell you what, his vice president was very good for you know who? For Hunter. Where's Hunter? Where's... Remember the quid pro quo? Remember? I have not given them that billion dollars unless you get rid of that prosecutor. And whoa, they got rid of the prosecutor. Here's the billion, right? But they don't want to play that too often. You know, you have to look around for it. No, it's a very unfair deal. But as the expression goes, we won. I don't know how the hell we did it. If you think about it. When you look at the opposition, when you look at how unfair it is, and these guys know very well, you look at how unfair it is, it's pretty damn good. But we have a lot of support. We have tremendous support of the people. These rallies, look at this rally, these rallies. These rallies are incredible. And I will tell you, Sean, I think these rallies, I think there's more spirit this year than there was four years ago. And we had a record. Right? There's more enthusiasm. I think it's the biggest enthusiasm gap ever polled. I mean, I'm not a believer in the polls, but I believe that one is the biggest enthusiasm gap. He's got no enthusiasm. The only enthusiasm is for the people that want to beat us. They want to beat me. That's his only, that's the only thing he's got. The people that want to, they couldn't care less about him. He could be that piece of wood that was left on the ground. Biden will hand the left-wing mob the keys to your kids' classroom. Earlier today, I took a historic stand against the hateful lies being fed to America's youth. The parents know all about it. And I, I checked. They're doing it in Wisconsin, too. I, you know, I'm a little surprised. A little surprised you. I'm a little surprised. I know you people. I'm a little surprised you let it happen, actually. But we're going to get rid of it. I announced that we're launching a new pro-American lesson plan for students called 1776 Commission. We're going to teach our children the truth about America, that we're the most exceptional nation ever to exist, and we're getting better every single day. 
Sleepy Joe Biden is wholly owned and controlled by the far left. He even opposed sending the National Guard into a place called Kenosha. Did you ever hear of Kenosha? How about that? Did we do a good job? Now, I mean, I wish we did it a little sooner, but we finally got your governors okay. You know, we have to do that. If uh, we got to get the governors to say, please do it. How they don't do it. How they don't do it in some other places when you look at what's going on with Chicago, right? When you look at what's going on with Portland, those are just anarchists. You know how long it would take us to fix up Portland in terms of ending it all? I'd say far less than an hour. I'd say a half hour. Look at what we did at Minneapolis. You know, we're doing well in Minnesota because they saw what happened. Now, they shouldn't have allowed it to go on for 11 days. They should have called us immediately. But you remember that beautiful night? Nice evening, a little problem. There were a lot of buildings in the background that were burning down to the ground, as reporters said. No, this is a peaceful protest, okay? By the way, officially, this is called a protest. You know that. We no longer call it rallies. We don't use the term rally, okay? Rachel knows. We don't call them rallies anymore because, you know, you're not allowed to have a political rally for more than 10 people. You're not allowed to go to church. You're not allowed to meet. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. You have to stay in a prison. Your home has become your prison. And then I'm saying, well, what are you allowed to do? Sir, you're not allowed to do anything. I mean, there is one thing, but it doesn't pertain to you. What is it? Well, you are allowed to protest. Oh, really? Oh. Ah. Hence the name. We call them friendly protests. So these are protests, so it's totally allowed. This is a protest. Remember, when they walk out, when you walk outside, what do you consider this? Did you enjoy the rally? No, I, I really, this is a protest. I'm sorry. No, they had a little line in bottom. I don't know if it's your state, but a couple of them, they have, you're allowed to protest. So you can't go to church, but you can rip the hell out of the streets of Main Street or Fifth Avenue, break up the stores, burn down the buildings. Climb over each other's face. You can climb right over their face. You don't have to wear masks. You don't have to do anything. 25,000 people walking down the street. Looters, anarchists, agitators, burning down stores, throwing things at police. They've taken the authority away from our police, our great police. They've taken their authority and their dignity away. We're giving it back. We have to. We have to. By the way, I was endorsed by New York's finest. And we're with them all the way. I was just endorsed two days ago by Chicago police. I think that takes courage, right? Philadelphia, Florida, Texas, everybody, Ohio. I don't know, did anybody, is there one group of, even if it was a tiny little group of two or three police, did anybody endorse Sleepy Joe? I don't think so. But we did a great job in Kenosha. We got out there. We, I went there, as you know, a little while ago. But had we not gone in, that place would, it would have been burned to the ground. They did damage. We should have gone in. I wanted to go in the first night. We would have stopped it immediately. But uh, it was a great outcome, as was in Minnesota. Again, if they would have called us early, it would have been over. Portland, oh, I'd love to go there. That would be so easy. You know, in Seattle, they heard we were coming in. They gave up. They heard we I said, that's enough. We're going in. I don't care. We're going in. Do you have permission? No, we're going in. They took over a, a chunk of the city. And when they heard we were going in, it's like, 
well, we give up. That's it. That was the end of the Seattle problem. Now, it's a terrible thing that's going on. All in Democratic-run, super-liberal-run cities. They're red. The red cities are, are doing great. I think we're doing great all over. The Republican cities, you know, we're fair. We're not stupid. How stupid these people are. Did you see Chicago? 48 people shot. Six died. You know, we're in Afghanistan. We're pulling the troops. You know that. We're coming back. We're almost finished. We're pulling, finally, these endless wars. These endless wars. And we had to fight other things, And uh, but we've done a great job. But we're acting like a police force over there. No, we're pulling troops. We're almost out of Iraq. That's another one. We're down to about 2,000 troops. Did you know that, Sean? 2,000 troops. So uh, Syria, we're out, but we kept the oil. So we have some was it okay that we at least kept the oil? You know, I feel badly because we have some troops. Oh, you haven't pulled the troops. I said, no, no, we're gone. We pulled all the troops out of Syria. Remember, we were supposed to be guarding the border between Syria and Turkey. I said, why are we doing that? They said, well, you know, we are. I said, wait a minute. We have an army of 100,000 here, an army of 25,000, 30,000 here. We got 5,000 soldiers in them. That's a very dangerous position to be in. I don't like it. They've been guarding their own borders with different names for a thousand years. Why the hell do we have to be over there guarding their border? We want to guard our own borders, right? Where we're doing very well. Where we're doing very well. We're doing great on our southern border. You know, I hate to say this, but that wall is going up very rapidly, 10 miles a week. We're up to 330 miles. And that wall will be finished very soon. You think that was easy? That was not easy, our great congressman over here. That was not easy. The Democrats were totally in favor of a wall until I said, when I came in, we will build the wall. As soon as I said it, they were against the wall. They said, we don't want you to build a wall. Walls don't work. I said, no, no, walls always work. You know what else works? The wheel. The wheel and the wall. You can go back. Come back in a thousand years from now. The only two things I know for sure, you're going to have a wheel and you're going to have a wall. The computers, they come up with a brand new computer. It's genius. Twelve days later, it's obsolete. But walls are never obsolete. Neither are wheels. So, so I made one mistake. And I tell this to these guys because they were great warriors for me, the congressmen. They were incredible, actually. I tell it to them. I should have said, instead of, we will build a wall, we will build a wall, we will build... Then the Democrats held us up and fought us and sued us and everything else. And now we won so many lawsuits on the wall and we had the military money. I could build like 10 walls with all the money we have. It's the craziest thing. Maybe we'll build it double thick or we'll go twice as high. No, but the wall is great. Everything, everything that they wanted. But I made one mistake. I should have said, we will not build a wall. Then they would have insisted that we build it. I could have saved two years of litigation. We will not build a wall under any circumstances. Then Pelosi would say, we demand that you build a wall. These people are terrible. Crazy Nancy. Crazy as a bedbug. She's crazy as a bedbug. She decided to make a nice little stop in at the beauty parlor. How did that work out? I don't know. Not too good. It didn't work out too well. Can you imagine? The owner of the beauty parlor is a MAGA lady. She loves Trump. Oh, can you believe it? 
And I don't know what it is, but I think if I owned a beauty parlor, I had a customer. I'm not so sure I'd be turning her in. The owner turned Nancy in. That's a lot of hate. That's serious hate, right? No, she's a great owner. As far as I'm concerned, I think she's fantastic. She's for us. They said, what made you do it? You know what she said? Because I see how hard our president has to work. I see what they put him through. I see what he puts up with. And I turned her in. You know that? How about that? How about that, huh? Oh, we love her. She can do my hair anytime. I think maybe. I think I'm going to call her in. Check it out. Maybe you can do something. Maybe you can improve on it. It's not bad, though. I have friends that... I have friends my age. They're not looking too good. Instead of standing up for America, Joe Biden and the Democrats, they condemn America. And war is always waged on our great law enforcement. We love our law enforcement. Kamala Harris. That's another great beauty. Kamala Harris. That's a beauty. Remember, I tell the story all the time. When you pick somebody, you pick somebody that's hot, that's going in the right direction, right? She came out. She was at like 14, 15 in the polls. And she started going down, down, down. It never stopped. It drove her crazy. She was terrible in the debates. Why do you see what, well, I don't want to put pressure on her, but wait do you see what Mike Pence does to her in the debate? But I don't want to put I don't want to put pressure. Poor uh, Mike, do we have a great vice president? Isn't he? He's great. And he loves this state. He loves all the states, actually. He's just a, a great American. But you remember his last debate, what he did to that character from Virginia? That one uh, wasn't good. The other guy's jumping around. Rah, rah, rah. Mike is just sitting there. We love America. We're going to lower your taxes. Thank you. You win. No, Mike is great. But Kamala Harris and 13 members of Biden's staff urge their supporters to donate to a fund to bail out rioters, take them out of jail, get them out of jail as soon as possible. Including one who attempted to murder a police officer and a man who was accused of sexually assaulting an eight-year-old girl. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. You know, Kamala was considered, is considered further left than Crazy Bernie. Think of that. And they got there. I mean, seriously, watch. You know the manifesto that Biden and Biden, it's not Biden. Biden's not agreeing to anything. His people, his representatives, because Biden doesn't know he's alive. Let's not kid ourselves. Biden. Biden didn't agree. He didn't. They just told him what's happening. They said, listen, you're against fracking, but now you have to be in favor of fracking because you lucked out. Elizabeth Warren decided not to drop out. And when she stayed, Pocahontas, you know Pocahontas? Did anybody ever hear of her? She's another great one. Pocahontas. I said to her a long time ago, I've got more Indian blood in me than you do, and I have none. I have none. Sadly, I'd love a little bit of it. But I have none. I said, I have. And I turned out to be right. She chucked. And she went for a blood test. Remember, what was it? 1,024th. Meaning maybe 900 years ago, there was a little action going on. Crazy Pocahontas. She's a nasty one, though, isn't she? She's a, she's a 
terrible person. I was hoping that she'd win so we could go after her, you know, because I think Kamala is not as smart, but she's a little bit less vicious. I think this, the one who treated Sleepy Joe the worst was Kamala. She accused him of Me Too. She accused him of everything. She accused him of uh, that he was a racist, right? That he was a racist? Because what he's done to the black population of this country was a terrible thing. She's accused him of everything under the book, the busing, remember the busing scandal? So I said brilliantly, he'll never pick her because she was too terrible to him. She was the worst of everybody, by far, I would say. But she picked him and uh, hopefully that's going to be history. It's not going to matter. And that is no way for a woman to become the first president, that's for sure. And if a woman is going to become the first president of the United States, it can't be her. That would rip our country apart. This is not what people want. And she comes in through the back door. This would not be what people want, especially because it's her. Biden has called to end uh, cash bail, you know that, right, for vicious criminals. Meaning if you assault a cop or anybody else, you're right back on the street the next day. He called for police and he calls them all the time, the enemy. He says they're the enemy. And he just thinks it's terrible. He thinks it's terrible. Now he's liking the police much more. It's a little late. Remember. First instinct, that's where they're going. And he has no choice because he has to. Because, again, I was going to say, the radical left hates him because they think he deceived them, because they agreed on that manifesto. And that manifesto is seriously a leftist dream. And he agreed from the Green New Deal, getting rid of your planes, no more airplane trips. Remember the crazy senator from Hawaii? Do you like the Green New Deal? I love it very much, she said. Oh, okay, well, you're the senator from Hawaii. That's right, the beautiful island of Hawaii. She said, well, you know, under the Green New Deal, you basically can't fly in an airplane. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> so they said they'd build a bridge from the mainland to Hawaii. It's 2,000 miles long, but these are minor details. Now, remember her when they explained to her that, you know, planes are out, cows are out, cows. They don't want cattle, they don't want cows. Did they withdraw that one? That was a tough one, was it? They don't want cows, bad for the ozone layer. Who would even think of that? I mean, you got to be sick to even think it, okay? Give me a break. Give me a break. And I guess under that theory, this big guy is next. He's next. No, it's a, it's a sick deal going out there. You know, to do it the way they want would cost $100 trillion. That's more money than this country could earn in a thousand years, okay? To do it right. We don't like that building. The windows are too large. Oh, okay, let's rip it down and build a new one. What windows are you going to have? We're not going to have windows anymore. Environmental. So it's, uh, you know, they love wind too, right? The big windmills, the... the I always say, the greatest 
Graveyard in the world for birds. Just walk under a windmill. You will see more dead birds than you will ever imagine. What's happening, including eagles. You know, in California, they put you in jail if you shoot a bald eagle, right? You go to jail, right? These windmills are knocking them out of the sky all day long. It's unbelievable. And yet they want wind. And wind also is very, it's very hard to store the electricity from wind. So if you go home and you want to watch television because President Trump is on and you want to watch one of his very brilliant State of the Union addresses. If the wind isn't blowing, the husband looks at the wife, says, darling, I'm sorry, you can't watch tonight. The wind is not blowing. And she looks at him, I like the old days much better. But the rhetoric of Biden and the radical left puts your law enforcement in serious danger. Last weekend, two Los Angeles sheriff's deputies were ambushed and shot at point-blank range. And we have everybody looking for that creep that did it. And, you know, I called him an animal the other night. I said, he's an animal. And we were challenged by some people on the left. He's not an animal. He's a human being. He's not a human being. They got to find him. They got to find him. And the penalty has to be very fast, very swift, and very, very severe. Can't do that. You know, we called for the death penalty if you kill a policeman. You know that, right? But the anti-police demonstrators, they cheered and cheered when they saw this, and then they tried to stop them from even getting into the hospital. As president, I'll always support the heroes of law enforcement, and I'll fight to ensure that criminals who murder police officers do indeed get the death penalty. You know, they want prisoners to vote, too. They wanted to, I said, so what about, like, the Boston bomber. Remember Bernie Sanders? They want all prisoners to vote. And I said, does that mean everybody? Yes. Yeah. So we sent in a question. Does that include the Boston bomber? Is he entitled to a vote? And even Bernie's going like, oh, man, let's get into a different question. It's not a good question. But we want to get that. We want to take care of it. If you look at all of the problems that we have, you look at crime, even somebody brought it up today. We're doing a great job relative to other countries on the coronavirus. You know how many names we have? Like 22 different names. I call it the China virus. We're doing a great job. But if you want to really see a great job, take New York and some of these other Democrat-run states out of it. You'll see numbers that are unbelievable because New York had a very, very hard time. A lot of bad things happened. But you take a few of the states out, and you'll really see numbers. But by comparison to other countries and by almost all metrics, we've done an incredible job, including the job of helping the world with ventilators and all of the things that we've built. And I think our task force has been incredible. And Mike Pence has done a great job. Biden opposes the death penalty for cop killers or mass murderers. Biden says he wants to protect black lives but his radical platform will cut short the lives of thousands of African-American citizens. The Democrat Party's war on cops has already led to surging homicides in Democrat-controlled cities. Yet Biden supports imposing these failed policies nationwide. They ask him, what about nationwide? What about the fact that you just had your Democrat 
National Convention, where, by the way, we had far many more viewers, millions and millions more viewers. We had millions of more. We had, I thought it was a great thing. Did anybody hear Herschel Walker that night? It was, well, you talk about a good football player. He was some player, and what a great guy. But all of them, everybody. First Lady did great. Ivanka did great. They all did, they, they did great. We had some incredible, and some incredible stories, some very sad stories when you look and see what happened. But Biden's plan is to appease the Domestic terrorists, my plan is to arrest the domestic terrorists. Joe Biden is a weak person. He's always been a weak person. And that was in prime time. And prime time was 25 years ago. And let me tell you, he's not old. I always defend him in this. I have friends that are 85, 89, 92, 95, and they're 100 percent. There's just something wrong with Joe. He's off, okay? He's off. And I have no problem saying it anymore when I watch the disinformation, because this is not disinformation. This is fact. If he's elected, his radical supporters won't just be causing mayhem on the streets. They'll be running the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Education. And most importantly, they will put many judges on the United States Supreme Court. We can't have that. We'll have a totally different, totally different country. Radical left judges. And that has to do with your Second Amendment. It has to do with right to life. It has to do with so many different things that will turn your world upside down. And they'll have one, two, three, or four. Whoever's the next president, hopefully that's going to be us, not me, us. It's us. But, you know, we put, I put, think of this, by the end of the term, we'll have approximately 300 brand new great federal judges, Court of Appeals judges, 300, which is a record. 300, give or take a little tiny bit, but 300, nobody thought that was possible. I want to thank President Obama. He left us 142 openings. Nobody gets left one opening. A federal judgeship is a big deal. Nobody gets left any openings. He gave us 142 openings. Thank you very much. He, what happened? They thought Hillary was going to win. So they didn't push it. And then they said, wait a minute, these polls are getting a little close at the end. And they tried like hell to get some judges approved, but it didn't work. That's what happens. You got to go and you have to act fast. You got to get it done. Get it done, right? Like we get things done like nobody's ever gotten it done. Oh, he was a great president. He was great. He left 142 judges for the Republicans. He was a great president, right? If you're of that side of the plate, if you're of that ideology, and you had a president that left you 142 federal judgeships, uh, I don't think you rate him as doing a good job. Hey. Look at what happened in Iraq. Look at what happened with ISIS. Look at what happened with our military. Look at what happened with our vets. Our vets are better taken care of now than they've ever been in the history of our country. But never forget, they are coming after me because I am fighting for you. And that's true. That's true. And we're winning the fight. 
And we're winning this election. This election, we are doing well. They refuse to say it. They refuse to say it. And they hate to say it. It just drives them crazy. But that night, remember? They started off by saying, this will be a very short evening for Donald Trump. That was Donald Trump in those days. You know, now it's President Trump. I lost all my friends because of this position. I had friends, hey, Don, let's go to dinner. Okay, good, Richard, I'll go. Hey, Don, let's go. Okay, Larry, I'll see you later. We'll meet you at a restaurant in New York. Everybody was like, nice and loose. You can have a great conversation. You don't want to know what we talked about. It's just none of your business. But we were loose. All of a sudden, I become president of the United States. And these are a lot of, I know a lot of important people. I know, actually, the people I like the best are the people that are less successful because it makes you feel so powerful. I always say, never go out with a successful person. You understand? No, but I know a lot of very successful people. Very, very successful. And now they call me up. Mr. President, sir, uh, would you like to get together sometime? I say, loosen up. <laughs> yes, call me Donald. You don't, you've known me for 30 years. Call me Donald. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. President. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I lost all my friends because it's respect for the office. Let's face it. It's different. They used to be loose. They used to be great. You could sit back. I'm not a drinker, but you could sit back and have a drink. Whatever the hell you're drinking. And now you can't do that anymore. You can't do it anymore. So I have to rely on people in Congress to be my friends. And we just happened to have a couple tonight. And one of them who's been a, a great warrior. And he's doing a fantastic job. I just saw you on television, by the way, Brian. Does everybody know? Brian Style. Brian Style. Young. Handsome. But a warrior, when the fake impeachment happened, was a total fake. What do we finish up with the Republicans? 197 to nothing, right of the House. One, it was a fake impeachment. I got impeached over a perfect phone call of congratulations to the president of Ukraine, who I never met before. Okay? I mean, if you're going to do something, at least know him a little bit, right? I never met him. And then they said it was... Eight times quid pro quo. That was Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, right? And he went before Congress, and he repeated my conversation, except that he made it all up. Remember, he repeated it. And then I said, ah, fortunately, we had that whole thing essentially recorded. I'm glad I did. But these are very deceptive, deceiving, sick people. And I said, well, he lied because there was no quid pro quo. It was a perfect conversation. But by that time, it was too late because they had already embarrassed themselves by doing it. And Nancy Pelosi was all set. She loved doing it she, from day one. But she thought it was what Schiff said. When she saw the conversation, she said to her people, what the hell did you get me into? So they could have dropped it, but they said, let's give it a shot. So we won. And other than Mitt Romney, well, we lost a half of our right? He's another beauty, Mitt Romney. He's a real beauty. He couldn't get elected dog catcher right now in Utah. So we have another great one, and he's really a friend of mine, and he's been solid. He loves his country, and he loves his state. Glenn Grothman. Glenn, thank you very much, Glenn. And a man who just got elected, 
And he's from an area that I know very well. We did very well. We got him a big, big, fat, beautiful contract that produced lots of jobs. But he was taking a legend's place, so it's never easy to replace a legend. That's Duffy, in case anybody. And he was running, and uh, we did a lot of work for him, and it was great. And he reacted very well under pressure. You know, a lot of people don't react well under pressure. They choke. They choke. He was under a lot of pressure, and he ended up winning by like 18 points. And now he's your congressman. He's doing a great job. You got to vote for all these people on November 3rd. Tom Tiffany. Um, thank you, Tom. And we have a great congressional candidate, Derek Van Orden. Where's Derek? Derek, good luck. I hear good things, Derek. Got my total support. I hear very good things. I can only support if I like. You know, our record's like 222 and 3. So I don't like to have a loss. And uh, I support you 100%. You know that. You have my total endorsement. All right? I hear you. Fantastic. Right? And your former congressman, who I, I hope is making a lot of money in the private sector, because he deserves it, especially his wife, Rachel, deserves it. She's fantastic. He's fantastic. Because I know he's coming back into government in some form. He can come with us. He can stay here. He can maybe run for governor, or maybe do something. Sean Duffy. Sean Duffy. No, but he was, he was the world champion tree climber. And I'm, I love sports, right? Any, anytime you're the world champion at anything, but especially that. And I'll never forget, I was asking him about how was it? Was He said, well, he broke his back numerous times. He broke a lot of bones. I said, let me ask you a question. How much harder was it to go up the tree than down? He said, it was easy going up. The hard part was coming down because if he missed, that was where the danger was, right? That was where the danger. But many times world champion, could you still do it today? A little bit heavier, he said. Got to carry a little bit more weight. That's all right. That's not a good sign, though, right? Anyway, great job. We love having you, Rachel. Thank you very much. You are fed. Boxing friends and plenty of other places, right? What a personality. What a personality Rachel has. She's been our friend from day one. I think from day one in a fantastic family, too. Tonight, we're also praying for everyone in the path of Hurricane Sally. We're out there working very hard. We are working in Florida and Alabama and Georgia. We're getting, we have FEMA, we have everybody there. We just finished in, I mean, take a look. We just went to Louisiana, Texas. We're getting hit by some big hurricanes, but we have it under control really good. Our Coast Guard has been fantastic, by the way. Unbelievable, the bravery. They go into these storms. They go into these storms. They say, how dangerous is it, sir? It's very dangerous. I say, uh, all right. They said, would you the cat? He said, would you like to try it sometime? I say, Admiral, no, thank you. I'll take a pass. I think they might have a problem with me doing it. But I will tell you, they are. You know, in Texas, they saved 16,000 people two years ago. The Coast Guard, U.S. Coast Guard. I think there's no brand to me that's gone up more than the U.S. Coast Guard. So it's great. And we're getting up new ships. Those ships are all coming and nice new ones are all built in the USA, beautiful ones. Most of them have already arrived. My administration will be by their side through every step. We're working again very, very hard in the panhandle. The panhandle, we love the panhandle. 
It got hit hard. We spent the last four years reversing the horrible damage Joe Biden inflicted over the last 47 years. We passed record tax cuts and regulation cuts. Nobody's ever done more, more than anybody else has ever done. To keep our family farms in the family, we virtually eliminated the unfair estate tax, also known as the death tax. So if you die in 100 years from now, and you have children that you love as opposed to children that you can't stand. Is anybody here have children that they don't like or perhaps can't stand? Because if you do, don't listen to the rest of this. But if you have a family that you love and you have a small business or farm or whatever, they were being put out of business. They'd have to go and borrow the money to pay the estate tax, the death tax. And it was a terrible thing. We got rid of it. So now you can leave your farm, your small business, to your family, and just hope they remember you every once in a while. It's always a, always a difficult situation, but it was. It was ruining farms. They'd have to go out and sell the farm. They'd have to go out and get partnerships. They'd have to go out and borrow money from banks, and then all of a sudden they're in foreclosure proceedings, and they've never done that before. They don't have to worry about that anymore. If you love your family, that's a big deal. They've been trying to get that. Sean, for what, 30 years they've been trying to get that, right? Especially for the farmers, because it's that kind of a business. It's a great business, but it's day to day. You have a bad crop, all of a sudden, you can't pay interest in a loan to pay estate tax, right? And they lose their farm, so we're not going to have that anymore. We achieved American energy independence for the first time. Totally independent. We don't have to be in those faraway places unless we want to be. Biden pledged to abolish American oil, American shale, clean coal, natural gas. He said the fracking, I told you that, but we're not going to let him get away. We'll be, we'll be bringing that up on occasion. For 47 years, Joe Biden crushed the dreams of Wisconsin workers and enriched foreign countries. That's what happened. Before I got here, what was happening with Japan, and we pay our deep respects to Prime Minister Abe of Japan, a great friend of all of ours, a great friend of mine. He's going to be leaving office very soon, like in a matter of a day. And uh, he was a great gentleman. We, he's a tough negotiator, I'll tell you that. They made very good deals against the United States, but he's somebody that's going to be missed. He's a great gentleman. He championed every special interest, Biden, every special interest. And he sold out on trade. He sold out like almost nobody ever before. Earlier this year, I kept my promise to American workers when we ended the NAFTA nightmare and signed the brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement into law. I saved the U.S. auto industry by withdrawing from the last administration's job-killing catastrophe, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. You ever hear of that beauty? That would have really hit you. In 2017, I signed a historic executive order making government policy to buy American and hire American. You know, I'm watching this Biden, and he's got a sign in front, buy American. Oh, buy American. I've been saying it for like 20 years, right? Where the hell has this guy been? They're actually accusing him of plagiarism. I also took the toughest ever action to stand up to China's rampant theft 
of Wisconsin jobs. And it's all jobs, but you got hit particularly hard. Biden's vowed to remove those tariffs and allow China to resume its pillaging. He wants to take the tariffs off that are paying us tens of billions of dollars a year. I fought like hell to keep him into the China deal, and he wants to remove them. So tens of billions of dollars, billions and billions, I gave it to the farmers, I gave it to a lot of people, but I gave most of it by far to the U.S. Treasury. He wants to take them off. So let me just ask you just a very innocent question. There's a young man about four years old up front. I think he could give the answer. Who do you think would like to have China? How do you think China would feel about this election? In one case, they paid billions and billions of dollars a month to the U.S. We never got ever 10 cents from China. In the other case, he said, we're going to take them off. I think they might be inclined to go for Sleepy Joe. This is like a dream for China. Joe Biden's agenda is made in China. My agenda is made in the USA. It's very simple. So we did many things, not only China, not only the 28 billion to our farmers. We did so much, and I'm proud to announce that I'm doing even more to support Wisconsin farmers. Starting next week, my administration is committing an additional, you've been asking for this for a long time, $13 billion in relief to help farmers recover from the China virus, including Wisconsin's incredible dairy cranberry and ginseng farmers who got hurt badly. Been after that money for a long time. When the Wisconsin timber industry was threatened, I imposed tariffs on dumped foreign timber and subsidized products, saving many, many timber jobs in your state. If Joe Biden gets in, the radical left will shut down Wisconsin's timber production for environmental reasons. You believe that? Oh, boy. It's, it's so sad to see it. And that would happen. But we can't let that happen. We can't let we've come too far. We're so good. If that virus hadn't hit us, and it did, and it hit the whole world, but if it hadn't hit us, we would have numbers the likes of which nobody thought were even remotely possible. But it did. And we saved a lot of lives. You know, they keep saying, oh, they just, by the way, if we had two people die, they would have said he did a terrible job. If we had a hundred people die, if we had a thousand, no matter what we do, we have trade deals. We announce a trade deal. Everybody's saying how great it is. Schumer and Pelosi see it. They have no idea what the deal is. We don't like the deal. Did you look at Oh, of course we looked at it. It doesn't have tariffs. Oh, no, it does have tariffs. They, they know nothing about the deal. Automatically, anything we do, they just take the reverse. But you know what? I'd probably do it to them, too, so I can't complain. <laughs> On perhaps no issue have our opponents more thoroughly betrayed working families of all backgrounds than on the subject of immigration. Under my administration, we've achieved the most secure border in American history. We ended the catch and release. You know what catch and release is? Yeah, catch them. They may be a killer. They may be a criminal at the highest order. You take their name. 
then you're supposed to bring them to a court, like Perry Mason, right? But we actually catch them, take their name, release them, say, come back in about four years for your court case. We ended all this stuff. And you think that was easy? It wasn't easy, let me tell you. It was tough. But we have a really good, secure border, and the president of Mexico has been terrific. We right now have 27,000 soldiers from Mexico guarding our border, free of charge. We stopped asylum fraud, and we've deported 20,000 gang members and over a half a million criminal, illegal aliens of the worst kind. We're enforcing the clear requirement that newcomers to our country must be financially self-sufficient and not reliant on welfare. They have to sign a document. We invested $2.5 trillion in the U.S. military, including major contracts to build new warships that help save the historic shipyard in Marinette. Okay, how about that? I was there two months ago. Marinette. So that's a great, a great company, but it was uh, having a hard time, and now they're building, what was that? Like $6 billion worth of ships and their beauties. They started already, and we worked very hard on that. We had a lot of help from your congressman on that one, because a lot of people wanted that contract. But we got it for Wisconsin. Remember that? We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in nearly 75 years. That's right, the Space Force. You know, the fact is, and somebody said it on the other side, an opponent said, whether you like it or not, Trump actually did more as president than he promised during the campaign. Like Space Force, that's a big deal. Think of it. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, right? Think of it. I mean, that's all you heard your whole life, right? The Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard. And now we have the Space Force. That, you know what a big deal? First time in 75 years, it's uh, a new one. Last one was 75 years ago, the Air Force, right? That's a big thing. I never talked about that on the campaign. Right? I never even thought about it. I, I, when I became president, I said, we have to do this because I saw what Russia was doing and I saw what China was doing. And they've created their Space Forces. I said, what are we going to do? Not have it? It's going to end up being maybe your most important or certainly one of your most important because that's where it's at in terms of defense, in terms of offense. We passed VA choice and VA accountability for our great veterans. And we had the other day, veteran satisfaction, 91% the highest score we've ever received. You ever notice, remember years ago, every story, every night, the nightly news, you'd always have horrible stories about the VA. You don't see it anymore. Now, I'm not, I don't want to give them any ideas because they'll search all over the country for a vet who's unhappy. I'm hurting myself by telling this story. This is not a good story, but remember that every night you have these horror stories about the VA. You don't see it anymore. 91% approval rating. I kept my promise, recognized the capital of Israel, and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. I recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights, and we achieved the first breakthrough in the Middle East peace. And you saw that two days ago. UAE, Bahrain, Israel, nobody thought it was even possible. I saw John Kerry on television the other day. It is not possible. Then we, we waited a little while. He went very, very strong.
It is not possible. And it was not only possible. We have many countries that are joining us very soon. We killed the founder and the leader, the vicious leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. We killed him. And we also took out the world's number one terrorist and the mass murder of American troops and many, many troops and many people all over the world. Qasim Soleimani is dead. He's dead. Bad guy. Bad guy. Very bad guy. We kept America out of new wars and we're bringing our troops back home. No one has been more wrong more often than sleepy Joe Biden. He voted for the Iraq war. He supported the defense sequester that gutted our military. I took over a military that was totally depleted, like Hillary Clinton deleted, as opposed to depleted. She depleted them, too. But she deleted 33,000 emails. When is somebody going to pull the string? Ah, come on, fellas. No, that's terrible. 33,000 emails. Try going to court sometime on a civil case. And, you know, when you go before the judge, he'll say, did you delete those emails? Did you get rid of those texts? Did you this, right? They got, and now they caught Weissman and all these guys cleaning their phones because they were under investigation. And they cleaned their phones. How many were there? 21, but there were like 33 phones. And yet, look what they do to General Flynn and some of these people that did nothing. They clean, they're criminals. Yeah, that's criminal. It's criminal. They're criminals. They talk and talk and talk. They're criminals. They clean their phones so you don't have any of the information. But that's a big, uh, big problem for them, I would imagine. It's a disgrace that they can do it. But you know, when you go back, but Hillary got rid of, she deleted, and acid washed, right? Who asked to watch? Did you ever ask? And she also used to bang him with a hammer. Remember that? We forget that, right? So let's see what happens with all of that stuff. I think Bill Barr is doing an excellent job, I have to tell you. And he's fighting a very bad establishment in Washington. There's some bad apples in that whole deal. But if you think that Biden opposed the mission to take out Osama bin Laden, he was against it. He opposed the killing of Soleimani. He oversaw the rise of ISIS. What a mistake. And he cheered the rise of China as a very positive development for America and the world. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not been too positive. If it were up to sleepy Joe Biden, bin Laden and Soleimani would be alive. ISIS would still be on the rampage. And China would now be the dominant power in the world. And they're not. And they're not even close, I will tell you. We have weaponry, the likes of which nobody's seen. You know, 2.5 trillion buys you some good stuff, especially when we have the finest scientific minds and military minds in the world. We have weapons, the likes of which nobody's seen. And just hope to God we never have to use them. I say that, and I say it strongly. Hope that we never have to use them. My attitude was that, and I've learned this a long time ago, by having them, we keep ourselves out of war as opposed to bringing ourselves in war. But we have built and created weapons, the likes of which this world has never seen before. And we don't have to talk about it too much, nor do I really want to talk about it.
When I banned travel from China, Biden called it hysterical and xenophobic. He said he's xenophobic. What does that mean, Joe? Tell me. <laughs> Biden also opposed my plan to ban Europe. I saw what was happening in France and Spain and Italy and highly infected. We banned Europe. If we had insisted and listened to Joe and insisted on doing what so many other people said doing, which is you don't have to do the ban, hundreds of thousands of more Americans would have died from the plague. Biden was willing to sacrifice American lives on the altar of open borders. Now I hear him talking. He should have followed me. You know, this guy did the swine flu, right? It was a catastrophe. And the man that headed up the swine flu, I won't use his name because I'd like to have him have a nice evening because I can't imagine the Democrats are thrilled. He said it was a horrible job. We had no idea what we were doing. It was a disaster. He said it was a disaster. And now Biden's telling us how to do what we're doing so well on, what other countries are calling me and congratulating me on the incredible job. And I got sleepy Joe Biden trying to tell me how to do it. And his own man who headed it up, swine flu. It's H1N1 swine flu. Joe called it N1H1. I keep saying, Joe, Joe, it's H1N1, right? I said, it's easy to remember because H comes before N. <laughs> but he can't do it. And then you saw what he said the other day under a Harris-Biden administration. That was a disaster. I never said under a Pence-Trump administration. He said under a Harris-Biden administration. And what made it worse is she said the same thing. That was terrible. Right, Sean? Right? Did you hear that? They are a disaster together. Through our historic relief programs, we saved more than 1 million Wisconsin jobs and 87,000 Wisconsin businesses. That's not too bad. And Biden would demolish all of those gains. And we've done similar things in other states. He would destroy your Social Security, totally destroy it and destroy protections for pre-existing conditions. They want to go to social medicine. They want to go to social. You know that, right? You do know that. They want social health care, where you don't. Remember Obama 28 times. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. That didn't work out too well, right? Why haven't they looked into that one 28 times? Well, under Medicare for all, but it's basically socialized health care. You will never have your doctor. You will never have your plan. You'll have horrible health care. You're going to wait long times, long times. And he wants to wipe out 180 million private health care plans that people love. 180 million plans. I don't think so. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to make it, you know? How do you get elected? Let's say you're doing, not only here, let's say Texas, right? He's against oil. He's against God. And he's against guns. That's a tough combination in Texas. How does that apply? No, he's against religion. You know, they won't open in these uh, blue states. They will not open your churches. They won't open them. And I think they have an ulterior motive. One thing they have is probably everything opens on November 4th. You understand that. And they better be careful. Those paper ballots, you talk about a bad thing. Just get out and vote. Get out and vote. And if you have to go that route, make sure they have it counted. And they know it's trouble.
They just had another election today, fellas, where it's a disaster. The votes come in, they, they have no idea, they can't count them. And I don't mean they're off by a little bit. They're off by 20%, 25%. There's fraud, there's missing ballots. They have a woman in New York who is a terrible congresswoman, you know that, Carolyn Maloney. They gave her an election, they, don't, they can't even find the ballots. And they gave her a victory and they can't find that the guy that is against her, who did very well, even though he's even more progressive, I don't even know what she is. I, I've known her for 25 years. I don't think she's progressive. I think she's whatever she has to be. But this guy probably or possibly beat her. So rightfully, he's not too happy. And they call the election for her and they can't find the ballots. Wants to force you to provide free health care to illegal aliens. Remember, he raised his hand. That will totally drain your wonderful Medicare. Remember the question up there, you're standing up? Who is willing to give free health care to illegal aliens? And everybody raises their hand like fast. Kamala was right up there. You know, by the way, that will destroy your country. You do know that, but because you can't afford it. And Biden's looking around. Oh, they all raised their hand. He goes, remember? I remember. I said, well, that, there goes the election for him. He'd end our travel bans on jihadist regions and increase refugee admissions by over 700%. And that's the deal he made with Bernie Sanders, opening the floodgates to terror-afflicted nations. But I predict the Sanders people are gonna vote for us like they did the last time. We had a tremendous, because they love my stance on trade, because I know trade. And I was telling them much more so than even Bernie, but Bernie is right on that subject, that other countries, including our so-called allies, are ripping us off on trade. Biden opposes school choice and vowed to ban charter schools. Did you know that? Does everybody like charter schools? Everybody likes choice. In a second term, I will provide school choice to every parent in America, and we're all set up to get it done. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, and a limitless future for all Americans. It's really a vote for the American dream. Instead of letting Washington change us, and despite all that we've all gone through, we are changing Washington. That's what's been happening. And just in conclusion, and I hate concluding with you because I like you. I like you. I don't know why the hell I like Wisconsin, but for some reason. You know what helps, so as you know, for weeks before the election, she was four up. Crooked Hillary. Four up, four up, four. I kept saying, Do you think we're gonna win? And I will say, Sean Duffy said, you're going to win. He actually said, don't worry about it, right, Sean? I said, Sean, do you think we're going to win here? I don't like these polls. We're four down. He said, sir, you're going to win so easy. And early in the night, they said, Donald Trump has won the state of Wisconsin. And so when I'm here speaking in the freezing cold, I'm lucky they had, I said, do you think we have, you know, it was very warm in New York and very warm in Washington. It was hot, actually. And I said, do you think we have a coat on the plane? They said, yes. I said, what's the temperature? Sir, it's 49 degrees. I said, 
How about giving me a coat? They have everything on Air Force One. That's the great thing. Got more televisions than any plane in history. They've got televisions in closets, on floors, on ceilings. But over the next four years, we will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world, and we will end our reliance on China once and for all. We'll make our medical supplies right here in the United States and right here in the great state of Wisconsin. We will rapidly return to full employment that's happening very fast. Soaring economies and the record prosperity will be even greater than it was last year. We will hire more police, increase penalties on assaults of law enforcement, surge federal prosecutors into high crime communities, and we will ban sanctuary cities which are deadly. We will appoint prosecutors, judges, and justices who believe in enforcing the law, not their own political agenda. We will ensure equal justice for citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. We will defend the dignity of work and the sanctity of life. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our citizens, and we will keep America out of endless foreign wars. And you remember with me, they thought because of my personality, they said, he'll be in war the first week. What happened to the war? Remember, we were going to be in war with North Korea. Hillary would have been in war with North Korea. It would have been a nasty one, too. But remember, everybody said I was going to be in war. Everybody said, oh, maybe I'll do something with Social Security, and I did. I saved it and made it stronger, and now I'm going to make it even stronger. And they're going to get rid of your Social Security because everything's going to come collapsing down. You will have a depression if he gets in. They're going to raise interest rates. They're going to raise your taxes. You will have a depression the likes of which this country has never seen before. And your 401ks and your stocks and, every, and jobs will go down in flames. I just say it here. Hopefully, we're never going to experience it, but that's what's going to happen. We will maintain America's unrivaled military might, and we will ensure peace through strength. We will end surprise medical buildings require price transparency, which I've already signed, further reduce health insurance premiums and the cost of prescription drugs, which are coming down now. You know, I signed favored nations clauses. Uh, the drug companies are not happy with me, I will tell you. They never thought it was possible. And rebate clauses. They never thought anybody would do that to them. They made enough money for a long time. It's time you got a big break. We will strongly protect Medicare and Social Security, and we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. Always, you have a pledge. We will land the first woman on the moon, and the United States will be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. And NASA is now the hottest space center anywhere in the world. 
And when I took over three and a half years ago, there was grass growing in the runways. You know that. It was closed down. It was a mess. We are now the hottest in the world. You see what's going up. And we got a lot of rich guys sending them up, too. I like that better. I said, let them do it. Rich guys like rockets. I don't know. They like rockets. Boom. I see dollars going right up. But they need a good place to launch. We have the best places. We have the best places. So it's been incredible what we've done with NASA. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. We're already doing it. We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, In God We Trust. For years, you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the state of Wisconsin. So get your friends, get your family, get your neighbors, get your co-workers, get everybody, and get out and vote November 3rd. From Milwaukee to Madison, from Oshkosh to La Crosse, from Green Bay, how are the Packers doing so far? Good team, good people. To right here, in, give me the proper pronunciation. Uh, that's right, thank you. That's what I said. We inherit the legacy of generations of Wisconsin patriots who gave their blood, sweat, and tears for this beloved nation. We stand on the shoulders of American heroes who crossed the oceans, blazed the trails, settled a continent, tamed a wilderness, dug out the Panama Canal, laid down the railroads, revolutionized industry, won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and made America the single greatest nation in the history of the world, and you haven't seen anything yet. Proud citizens like you help build this country, and together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working we are going to keep on fighting, and we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of Wisconsin, we will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Wisconsin. Thank you.